Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I've told you in times past that I want to start having the occasional guest on our podcast, and I have one I want to introduce to you today. His name is J.T. McCraw. He's one of my best friends. He's a good man. He's a good leader of men, and I want him to have impact on you today. J.T. is one of Nashville's premier builders. He also works as a men's minister at a large church in Brentwood, Tennessee, which is sort of a, an elegant suburb of Nashville. Uh, he's the coach. He's the down in the trenches. If I I am the, the strategist and the activist and the teacher and the book writer. Uh, he's the coach. He's the, the captain. He's the sergeant. He's down in the trenches. He's challenging men. He's in their face. I want to give you a sense of him today. Uh, we're going to start making him available on our website for coaching. And uh, I think you're going to find something powerful in what he has to say. So let's listen now as we're challenged by J.T. McCraw. Hello, gentlemen. I know two thoughts you're thinking right now. First, that isn't the smooth, soulful voice of Stephen Mansfield. And second, who does this Southern masculine, somewhat sexy voice belong to? Well, my name is JT McCraw, and I've been given the honor to speak to you today on this great man podcast. My mentor coach, and most importantly, my good friend Stephen has bestowed this honor on me, as he would say. I deeply appreciate Stephen and his incredible wife, Bev. I love them dearly, and they are a great voice in my life. But why me? Why would Stephen ask me? Well, it's very simple. Stephen and I share the same passion to see men become great men. Let me start by giving you a little background so that you'll better understand what I'm about to share in our brief, but I think powerful time together. You know, since I was a kid, I loved building. My grandfather was a builder. My dad uh, was in the trades. I actually started working with my dad when I was nine years old. In fact, my mom used to kid that I thought condiments included ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard, and sawdust. So if I didn't have sawdust on my sandwich, it just did not taste right. You know, I started my first construction business when I was just 20 years old. And I spent the next 20 years building homes for high-level executives, pro athletes, entertainers, business owners, entrepreneurs. Uh, It was just a great time of my life. But then the 2008 bank and housing debacle happened, and I actually found myself looking to make a career change. So since 2010, I've been the men's pastor at my church, Bethel World Outreach Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. We're a part of a global movement, and one cool thing about that is I get to travel to a bunch of cool places and speak to thousands of men from different ethnicities, different cultures, different backgrounds. Uh, It has been just a blast doing that. But what I enjoy the most is coaching men. I coach them to achieve their highest level of potential. So in a sense, I've gone from building homes to building men. And it's been uh, one of my joys in life just to watch a man realize that the voice of condemnation and shame 
and all of his past failures have actually lied to him, that he has all the capacity already inside of him. Everything that he needs already exists for him to live out a noble and righteous life. Building men actually has a very similar process of building homes or more specifically renovating a home. You know, I spent years flipping and renovating homes and we had to follow a certain pattern. I had to follow a process. If I wanted to have the end result that my clients wanted, then I was responsible to follow a process in order to give that to them. But the end result never truly told the story of the hard work it took and the amount of time that we spent working. And that's how it is with you and me. No one knows what you've been through. No one knows what you've had to endure to become who you are, whether it's good or bad. But when we spend the time to work on ourselves and build ourselves, everyone in our life enjoys the fruit of our labor. So that process that I just talked about, I want to share three parts of it that I believe will help you as you start or continue to rebuild yourself. First of all, the word renovation is a great word. It means to revive or to restore back to its original intent. Now, as a Christian, and I know that Stephen says this all the time, that there are a lot of people on this podcast that may not be a Christian. They're from different faiths. But I believe that from the beginning of time, man was designed for a specific purpose and given the ability to achieve that purpose. But once sin entered creation, the deterioration began. And we have been dealing with that deterioration and the effects of it from that time till right now. So think about this. Have you ever considered what it would be like to not let your worst version respond or act out? And what I mean by that is the worst version of you is when we react to things that happen to us in a non-noble way. Can you actually even see yourself as being a great man? I know a lot of us have a problem envisioning that for ourselves. So let me talk about this process. The first step in any renovation is to rethink the space. Now, when you rethink a space, you think of how that space will best fit your current needs. Now, you know that most decisions we make on a daily basis are on the subconscious level. Our responses to getting cut off in traffic Uh, not feeling respected, being rejected by people. We respond to those things like we breathe. I don't have to remind my brain to take in oxygen. It just does it automatically. I mean, we don't think about flipping the finger or the fist or uh, when we get cut off in traffic or giving the silent treatment maybe when there's a relational, little relational battle going on. And we'll actually justify our anger and resentment in those moments. It's just what we do. And then we'll say things like, well, that's just the way that I am. If they don't like it, tough. They'll have to deal with it. Or we'll say things like, I am who I am. They have to get over it. Putting and shifting the blame on everybody else and not really taking the time to look inside ourselves and rethink. Those things should cause us to have to rethink, is that who I want to be? You know, there as we struggle in over and over again, they are a result of a thought process or in some cases, the lack of any resemblance of a thought. But most men don't want to be 
that way. They don't want to be the men that they currently are. I've yet to meet a man whose goal in life was to be a jerk to his family uh, or his friends or lashing out toward his kids or not being a success at work. Most men don't get up in the morning and mean to do harm. The truth is, though, we all do the things that we don't want to do, and we don't understand why we do them. Then the voice of shame and guilt come in, and they paralyze us, and they make us believe that we can never change. But that's just not true. We can change, and it just takes work and a process. So in order to begin to rethink You just have to realize that you're sitting in a mess, and then you get sick and tired of sitting in your mess. There's a show called Hoarders. I I can't remember what network it's on, but it's a great example of this. At the core of that show, the goal is to get the person living in the filth to realize they're living in the filth. And once they realize they're living in the filth, they want them to see the effect that it's had on everyone around them, their friends and their family. And how living in the filth isolates them because you don't want people to actually see how you live. And we do the same thing with our own stuff. That's why we put masks on and we, oh no, this is who I am outside of the house. But inside, internally, in my soul and in my mind, I'm just like one of those hoarders. So after you rethink, and we have to do that. Just consider the space. Consider what you have to do and what your needs are at the moment. The next step is to remove the old stuff. You have to remove the old stuff to make room for the new stuff. You know, I love watching the show Fixer Upper on HGTV. Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, I mean, they're just amazing. I love watching the interaction between uh, those two. And Chip is just a clown most of the time. You know, and one thing that he gets so excited about every show is Demo Day. Demo being short for demolition. So he's going to demo, he's going to start ripping out and tearing out all the old stuff, all the outdated stuff, all the things that Joanne has rethought the space and said, this is how it best fits this family. And he does that to make room so that he can start putting in all the new stuff. And the truth is we all need our personal demo day. We all need to start removing the thoughts that keep us paralyzed. The thoughts that tell you, you can't, or you won't, or you don't know how, you're too young, you're too old, you're too short, you're too tall, you can't speak properly, you don't have what it takes. And the list goes on and on of the voices of maybe someone that told us these things, they just stay in our mind and actually control what we do. But you have to contend with those thoughts and you contend with them by creating different thoughts that create new memories because we are the sum total of our memory. You go to the restaurant of your choice because you have a good memory of that restaurant and you don't go to the ones that you have a bad experience because that's a bad memory. Let me give you an example of creating a different memory. If you want to become a better father, you have to shut the voice down that says you can't because you didn't have a good father, or maybe you didn't have a father at all. That voice sits, as Elf would say, on a throne of lies. You actually can be a good father, but in order to be a good father, maybe you need to come home and instead of sitting and watching the news, 
eating dinner, watching the sports, and then go to bed. Maybe you shut the TV off and you watch it less and spend more time with your family. That's a simple step. That's a simple change. But we all know what we need to do. It's just we got to start doing it with consistency. And over a period of time, you will see that you're building something different. You're actually building different memories and thoughts. So after you remove the old, the next step is very simple. Rebuild with new materials. New thoughts eventually build new habits. And yes, it's hard work, but it's work that's necessary. If you're going to live to your fullest self, although it's hard work, you can do it easier and faster if you will get someone to help you build. Every construction company that I had had my name on it, and I was responsible for that building. But I hired hundreds of people to help me do that because I'm not an expert in every area. So I actually needed the help in order to accomplish what the goal was. It's the same for us. We have to ask for help. Although it's our purpose, each one of us has a purpose, we need help from others to accomplish it. And why do I say that? Think about this. There's enough videos on YouTube and ideas on Pinterest to renovate any room in your home. They provide incredible ideas and step-by-step instructions on how to accomplish anything that you want to accomplish. But we actually don't do the work because we don't have the time or the know-how, or maybe we're scared to fail. So what do you do? You ask friends and coworkers for references of a professional to help you accomplish what you ultimately want. That's it. That's it. You're smart enough to ask for help from someone who knows what they're doing. It's really just one more reason why having a band of brothers is so crucial. Remember this, you alone are responsible to build your life, but you don't have to do it alone. Simply ask for help. And that's the process. Rethink the space, remove the old stuff, rebuild with new material. Now, here's a real helpful hint. Think of the areas that you need to work on by identifying them with rooms in your home. Your man cave, that would be yourself. The family room, that's obviously your family and your friends, people who come to your home that you invite and you gather there. Maybe there's some relational things that you need to to work on there. Your kitchen would be your health, uh, the kids' bedrooms, the relationship with each individual kid. Maybe you need to work on that. The master bedroom, obviously, is your marriage. You get the point. So ask yourself this. What room do you want to start with? I would ask you to consider the man cave yourself. It's never a bad idea to improve yourself. So get started there. That's a great place to start. My parting question is this, what thoughts keep you from even dreaming that you could be a great man? You know, there's a statement, a little phrase that says, the willing suspension of disbelief. It simply means, are you willing to suspend the disbelief that you have that you could even be a great man? I'm asking you to just suspend it for a moment and let this process rebuild who you were meant to be. You know, building and growth takes time. But if you'll maintain the process, you will become the great man 
that you were designed to be. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Thank you, Stephen. God bless. Man, I sure do love JT. I think you get a sense as you listen to him of what a coach is like, what a man who is like who's on the ground level with men. Guys like me, we tend to fly at 30,000 feet in a sense. We tend to give the big picture. We write books. We record videos. We appear in television. We, we talk about the big picture, what's happening culturally, what the trends are, what a man needs to know. It's good. It's helpful. I'm not putting it down. But JT gets in the trenches with men. And I love that. Now, we're going to start making JT available as a coach uh, on our website and, and in some of the other media that we do. We, and, and we're going to also start bringing some other coaches to the fore because we want to provide uh, the kind of coaching you might need if you don't have mentors and fathers and older men or more solid men who can help you. Some of you guys are packed in with great coaches and mentors and leaders. So when you listen to us, it's just reinforcing the good things you need to know and rounding some things out. But some of you don't have anybody nearby. Uh, some of you are in crisis. Some, some of you really need that on-the-ground coaching. So we're going to start making that available. You'll be able to contact JT directly through our site very soon, greatman.tv. And I think that you're going to find some great things coming of that. We'll have more guest speakers. We'll have more guest podcast interviews. And I think you're going to find that this is going to do you a lot of good. I'm trusting 2019 is going to be an awesome year for you, but it's going to be a better year if you humble yourself, recognize what you need help with, and call in the reinforcements you need to be a great man. Thank you, JT McCraw. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.